hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 158 of Two Blokes Talking Tech, which I don't know if it's obvious, but it's basically a show about technology. And uh, there's two of us, uh, both blokes, who, who talk about it. My name's Trevor Long, and joining me each and every week, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. It's uh, good to be the other bloke on the show, mate. I think uh, well explained, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> just understand just, what two blokes talking tech is all about. Just for those who might have thought just it was to, something else. Yeah, you know? Just light up a neon sign over it. That's what yeah. we do. No, nah, cheers. And it's all thanks to our good friends at Netgear. Netgear.com.au. We'll tell you more about them shortly. And uh, any of the articles that you uh, hear about here that we link to techguide.com.au, you'll also see some... Uh, Beautiful branding there about the Netgear maximum Wi-Fi performance. So um, we'll tell you more about them very shortly. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, this week it was LG's turn to roll out their new range of TVs. We spoke about Samsung mm. last week and LG uh, being the other major competitor in the market held their new home entertainment range launch uh, early this week. They held it at the Maritime Museum. And uh, I didn't quite uh, understand why, but I think the presentation sort of played on, you know, we're going into battle and, you know, the next wave of TVs. And it was uh, a few dad jokes thrown in from our good mate Lambro, who works at LG. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was uh, actually a very impressive range of televisions. Now, the only curves that that were there was the existing OLED TV, the 55-inch, which they recently reduced in price. Mm. Uh, That was the only curve that we saw, although... They are planning on introducing a 77-inch 4K or ultra-high definition, 77-inch curved OLED. So it's curved. It's UHD, and it's OLED, the trifecta. Yeah, that's... Late this year. So they they only spoke about that. You didn't show us. There was no pictures or anything. They said it's coming. So uh, OLED, and you think about it, LG... Um, they're they're the only major manufacturer that's actually got OLED in the market now. Like Samsung, I was surprised last week that there weren't any OLED models, not one. Mm. OLED. Was well, that was interesting, OLED. wasn't it? But given given yeah. how much OLED talk there was at CES, uh, and no talk of OLED from Samsung, and basically, um, I heard a couple of chats with Phil Newton, and uh, you know, it's it from Samsung that is. It appeared to me that basically the the OLED market in Australia just isn't there yet. Yeah, well, uh, well, I was chatting with uh, Lambro from from LG and 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 the people there, and he was saying that they're, they're now that they've they're justifying that price reduction with the fact that they've really what they say cracked the code on how to manufacture it in high high rate high yield. Mm. So they've actually their manufacturing is improved out of sight, which is why they can offer that price reduction now. So I think they've got that in their back pocket. 
But you know, that's not to say that they haven't don't have other good TVs. I think the most impressive, apart apart from the OLED and obviously ultra high definition, I think the other talking point with the new LG TVs is the new Web OS. Web OS, yeah. Which is um, one thing that LG pointed out that while there are a lot of people, I think seventy percent of the market last year TVs sold with smart TVs, but yet barely half of of the owners are actually utilizing all the features yeah. because they find it a little bit confusing. And WebOS, as we know, was a, a operating system that LG purchased from HP. HP what was the name of that ill-fated tablet? Oh, yeah. It was uh, in 2011. Touchpad or something? I can't remember. But it was a very short-lived tablet yeah. I think a week after it was launched in Australia. It was, uh, became a collector's item. Yeah. But uh, LG were, had enough foresight to think, well, you know, this software, software the operating system, which I quite liked. I was a fan of it. And if you do search on Tech Guide, you can actually read my review from 2011. And I, I quite liked it. Um, but uh, what they've done is adapted it to T the TV, and it's the the main point of having it is the fact that it gives you a really easy setup. So you go once you turn the TV on, it takes you step by step through the process, connecting the TV, setting it up, and then for your day to day use, it's also pretty handy too in terms of being just pure simplicity. Yeah, and, and it, it's look, there's something beautiful about WebOS the way they've the way they've integrated into the TV. Um, when you look at TVs and their you know operating system, which you don't normally get a, get a look at, but it's the it's the buttons, it's the navigation on screen, it's the menus, they're all pretty ugly. Uh, Samsung have probably had the best in market. Maybe Sony uh, challenged them for that, but all in all, they're the same thing: a bunch of bunch of icons um, separated out into screens, and it's been very hard to find a way to organise it. And I think. LG probably take the cake now for for the best visual representation of all the features of the TV. Absolutely right. Yeah, I think you you look at products like you know the iPhone and the iPad. The reason, apart from them being really well designed and you know from Apple, but the reason they're popular is because they're, they're very simple interface, simple, easy yeah. to use. And uh, like you know your your, your kids, your your young young Harry can pick up an iPad and navigate it easily because Absolutely. it's simple. Now I think they they're trying to go for the same thing for TV here. I think LG are on the right track. Uh, with this, but um, the the other TVs in the range, obviously they're going to have their OLED range, they're going to have their LED range, and their Ultra HD range. So there's a I've listed all of the the different series. There's an E series, which is the um, the uh, OLED range, U series, which is UHD range, and L series is their normal LED full HD range. I've listed all of them and prices on Tech Guide if anyone wants to check it out. But um, I think LG are, are really responsive to the market. They were saying the factors that people look at still as things like picture quality reliability, ease of use, which brings WebOS into the picture. Uh, so they're really addressing the fact that what people want, they're giving the customer what they want. And another interesting point was that they're, the, the TVs, most of their TVs are now 50 inches and above, yeah. which also reflects the market where a lot of people are going for those larger screen TVs uh, and, uh, and, and LG are responding to that. I think there's only a couple of TVs below 50 inch. The the majority are above fifty inch. And look, I, I, I in fact at work today I was doing some some pretty hefty number crunching on TV sales over the last six years, and mm-hmm. you know you got to appreciate Samsung and LG hold a lion's share of the market. Oh, yeah. You know, thirty to forty percent. Yeah, one yeah. and two in Australia. Um, yeah. you know, you're talking twenty three and nineteen odd or seventeen percent of the market each, respectively. Yeah. Um, you know the drive that they have, and what's really interesting is they need features today. They need features today. Because we're not buying TVs anymore because we've had this massive drive towards digital and that drove 4 million sets a few years ago. But now we could drop down to 2 million sets this year or less even. Yeah. So they need a reason for people to upgrade and, and size Absolutely. size and price per inch basically 
is how they're going to do that. Yeah, and if you look at the prices on Tech Guide on my story, that they're actually reasonable. The LG pricing, it, it is. It is. I was surprised, but um, I think in, in terms of the the market, the approach, like they're saying that people upgrade their TV every five years. Yep. So you think about that. Did if LG say that TV, as well? Sorry. Did LG say that as well? Yeah, well, that, that's kind of the general acceptance in the market mm. that every five years is when people look to for a new TV. And the first thing you got to remember, there's a World Cup on this year, World Soccer World Cup on, mm. and that that's an excuse often to buy a new TV and a bigger TV at that. But you think five years ago that was only 2009, people are looking for new TV. So and there were no smart TVs back then. I think 3D was was still a year out of the picture then. So a 2009 buyer who's looking for a new TV now, they're going to get smart. They're going to get 3D, Ultra HD possibly, uh, and uh, and other features. And just on UHD, it was interesting that the stats they pointed out that UHD, which really took off, I think it, the market grew by threefold in 2013, but it's now there, are, there were more UHD TVs sold in 2013 than there were plasma TVs. Mm. So plasma's all on the way plasma's out, dying. But it's just interesting that now that UHD TVs are now more popular than plasma TVs. So much to take on board and uh, lots to talk about. And you can read about Stephen's uh, thoughts and reviews of the LG product range as they appear on on techguide.com.au. And you can see all the pricing and everything listed. Techguide.com.au. Now, mate, we talked about um, 3D printing a lot at CES because it was everywhere. We also yep. talked about 3D printing briefly a couple of months ago, maybe three months ago, when Officeworks yep. released their um, the Cube 3D printer for fifteen hundred bucks um, out of at, at, I think two or three stores in each state. So you can literally walk into an Officeworks store and buy one. And yep. now Kogan has released um, uh, not his own brand, but he's, he's importing a uh, for sale a product um, from XYZ, which is a 3D printer, and it's only. Only six ninety nine, so yeah. that's a solid, solid effort on, on Kogan's part for what is, you know, a very simple and basic three uh, D printer that should do everything that the the hobbyist would want. Yeah, I noticed that apart from it being less than half the price of the one at Officeworks, uh, it actually prints from memory. The Officeworks was uh, fourteen by fourteen by fourteen printing area. Yep. This is actually 20 by 20 by 20. So yeah. you're getting more a, a larger area of printing. More for less. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it, it is – Kogan hasn't put his name on this. So it, this is a product he's just brought into Australia at, at a remarkable price. I think it's going to – for those who thought, well, yeah, the 1499 is a bit much. Once it gets under the magic $1,000 mark, which is what he's easily, he's easily cleared the bar there – I think there's going to be a lot of people thinking, you know what, do I need this? Should I get it? Is it going to be a bit of fun? Like what, what? Uh, I know you've had a bit of play with a, with a lot of 3D printer, with with the Officeworks 3D printer. Like, is it worth buying or is it just a novelty? If, <laughs> let me put it this way. If you've got 700 bucks yeah. and you love playing with stuff, gadgets, buy yeah. one. It's great fun. Great fun. It's it's fundamentally amazing, frankly, to to play with a design on your computer Download, for example, you can go online and you can you can create through Sony a um, an iPhone case with like Sony branded movie characters, so Cloudy, the Chance of Meatballs, whatever. Put your name on it, and for forty bucks, don't 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 kid yourself, it's not free. For forty bucks, you you buy the oh, you case, pay for the design. Yes, oh, oh, you right. buy the case design, and then you can print ten of them if you want. But clearly, <laughs> you must have just buy the case for forty. Well, bucks. exactly. That's where it becomes a bit weird. But this is custom. You know, you can design it yourself. Or you can download fun, free things. I download a chess set. And look, frankly, it's awesome. It's just amazing to watch this thing work. How good is the quality, though? How good is it? 
poor, piss poor, frankly. Um, it's it's just not great. I mean, you know, I've got these little chess pieces, which you know, you can you can see every kind of line of print. It's like dot matrix, yeah, yeah where you could see the all the dots. Yes. this is this is three D version of dot matrix but because it... it's not silky smooth. It's it's you know, you can see how it was made, but the fundamentals of seeing something brought to life, like I, I've seen a lot of simple things like a. Um, a fruit bowl or something like that. And you, in fact, on the tech guide story, there's a there's a photo of this weird kind of um, a skeleton skeletal like some bowl shape, yeah, and that's what it is. It's like a, it's like a fruit bowl, basically. You, you know, you put stuff in it, and to say you put that in the table, and people go, "That's beautiful." You say, "I printed that. I made that. <laughs> that's cool." Yeah. But so with the three, this one has got a hundred. It says it's got a hundred micron lay resolution. That's kind of like the dots per inch, isn't it, on a mm. normal printer? Yeah. What's the What's the OfficeWorks one? Is it better than that? Oh, I don't know. Actually, it's not. A, it's not a. Um, it's not a a, a a measure I was aware of even. To yeah, be honest, yeah, I think one hundred micron. I think is the width of the filament or something. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, but. Um, is it, a piece is rough because you're too lazy to get the sandpaper out, or is that just how it is? It doesn't suggest that you're meant to sand it back. But look, in the end, you, you're not creating. Uh, you, you need to buy. You need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars for a you know smooth creation. You know, yeah. multi. It's it. You know, there's there's levels here, and we're talking dot matrix through to laser, and you're not buying laser here. But it is amazing, and you know, for seven hundred bucks. I've got to tell you, it's a great thing to have in the corner of the office. It's tempting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's and have you tempting. printed stuff out for your kids and stuff? Or Mate, what? the first thing I did was print out a little car, train. Oh, nice. um, there's, there's a website for Cube, and I'm, I'm tipping the designs would work on this one as well, um, yeah. where you can you can create um, like rings for your fingers, and you can actually design then, you know, put skull and crossbones on them, hearts, that, whatever I'm, you want. That's so, it. I'm buying one. I'm going to make a skull ring, a phantom hello, ring. Hello. There you go. Getting it. Done. This one here, that's got it says it's got a cloud base of uh, of objects. Yeah. And, uh, so they, all this no stuff you can download. You pay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff available for free, and then there's a bunch of stuff that you have to buy. Um, yeah. Obviously, once you get into it, you kind of want to start buying the good stuff, and because designing your own, very hard. But again, oh, for a hobbyist who loves designing three D things, this yeah. is perfect. Bring well, your designers. Daughter's, my daughter's actually studying architecture at uni. What so sort of father yeah. whose daughter's studying architecture <laughs> yeah. does not have a 3D printer, Stephen? Well, you know what? She's, In China, uh, they're 3D printing houses. Good luck to her. She studies really hard, and she she smashes my 2D printer. I've got to buy new ink every once a month because she's smashing my printer. So now I'll get her this, and she'll smash my she'll smash my 3D printer too. Mm. And speaking of which, the consumable, so the filament is what that's called, mm. is that expensive? On the OfficeWorks model? On the OfficeWorks one, it's 60 bucks per per roll um and i would say that you'll get many many items out of your roll certainly not going to print you know hundreds of things but i would think you get five or ten chess sets out of the thing depending on the 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 size and what you do and you choose Um, different colors yeah different colors different types of plastics it's a very very interesting you can't mix the colors can you once you go color that's it that's where you start paying the big bucks when you got those happening yeah so um, interesting, look, interesting, very of, interesting uh, stuff. There's a lot of people who've heard of 3D printers, but actually don't really know these this sort of the detail that we've just spoken about now. So, uh, you know, I think there may be a few people tempted. You know, Kogan six ninety nine. I think you've got to, that's a pre sale. It's not. A, it's you got to pre order it. Yep. Tweet us if you're Rico. interested. We want to know whether you're going to buy a 3D printer. So tweet us along at that's Trevor cool. Long or at Stephen Fennick. You are listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, and they're the people you go to for your connectivity in your home. You know, your Wi-Fi network is the backbone of your smart home. You need speed, 
You need more technology to keep all your mobile devices connected, network controls, even remote management. Netgear Wi-Fi routers give you the widest range of speed and features to meet your home needs for internet, music and video streaming, gaming and much more. So look at the advances that, that, that in technology that Netgear is bringing to its routers. Beamforming Plus, we've talked about it before, follows your connected devices. So even phones and tablets, it focuses the Wi-Fi signal for the optimum speed and range for that device. Uh, dual bands, so you've got a 2.5 and a 5 um, gigahertz spectrum so that you can have separate networks for different content. So you might have all your VoIP and video content on one and your regular traffic on another. And then my favorite thing is the Netgear Genie, making installation easy, plus parental controls, guest access, and really easy to monitor your network. Check it all out at netgear.com.au. And mate, before we uh, before we go on, shameless plug for another sponsor. Well, not really, it's just for me. Uh, EFTM. I've mate, I've secured a beautiful product, a beautiful prize, Lenovo X1 Carbon Ultrabook, which I reckon is the oh, sexiest nice. and best looking Ultrabook on the market. Wow, um, that's a big statement coming from you, mate. Mate, it is. It, I love the look and of that. That's thing. not just you, not just because you, you're giving it away either. Not at all. I've got one. I use yeah. it as myself. Intel Core i5 processor in this thing, four gig of RAM, 128 gig hard drive. Uh, it's a gorgeous thing. Plus, they've thrown in a backpack, a very nice, actually, ThinkPad backpack to carry it around with. And second place, <laughs> even better, if you if you don't win the first prize, second prize is a Lenovo Yoga Tablet 8, so the 8-inch tablet. Oh. So $2,200 worth of prizes. Entry is simple. Just go to eftm.com.au. Click on the obvious links and uh, enter your details. And uh, at the end of the month, we'll draw a winner. And this uh, is a random draw, so I can enter, can't I? Yeah, I you am know, I eligible? Or I didn't. I, I didn't. Ex- or family? Or it's what an I, extra, I didn't exclude you specifically in the terms and conditions. So, um, so Lenovo I, employees I are excluded. Win. You are actually eligible, Stephen. Right. So, I think let's be clear: if your name was drawn out. A I'll lot of questions. Though. Would I'll you donate it back okay. into the pot on the record there from yep. Stephen Fennick. He's going to answer just because it'll be interesting to see if that happens. Imagine that. That'd be oh, what? I'd just I'd cool. lose myself. But anyway, if you want to <laughs> enter two thousand two hundred dollars worth of prizes at eftm.com.au. dot Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with now, something that uh, Telstra's had for a little while um, on Android phones, when you've got a Telstra SIM card and your Android phone, you go to buy an app, uh, it says, how do you want to play? Do you want to redeem a Google Play voucher? Do you want to use your credit card? Or do you want to add this to your Telstra bill? Well, Optus have now added that very same feature. And I've got to say, mate, for, for an Android user, it does create an extra level of simplicity for you. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, you know you don't want to have too many bills, and you don't want to have too many credit card like your credit card with too many people. I think there's a lot of people who just want to streamline their their whole accounts. And Optus, this is for postpaid customers, by the way, not prepaid. So you need a postpaid account, so uh, you can then opt to have up to two hundred dollars worth of content per month, so that you don't want to have massive bill shock. I think per each individual transaction is limited to a maximum of forty nine ninety nine. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think just Optus, again, realizing the massive number of Android users they've got on their on the network, are trying to make things just to just take out one little pain point for customers there where if they do want to direct it through to their bill, they can, rather than having several bills uh, yeah. from different people. And I, look, I think in this app world, um, whether you're talking about buying a song or a movie, a TV show or an app, um, the simplicity that they offer is a really important thing. So, 
Good on Optus getting on board there. Vodafone still don't have it, uh, which is interesting, but uh, I guess they'll get yeah. there at some point. But uh, One thing I, I quite like, though, there is uh, – I'm not sure if Telstra have this too, but the, you can also – yeah, if you're you're protected from accidental purchases. So if you cho- if you if you accidentally download it or change your mind within 15 minutes, you can actually cancel it. Well, that that's that applies that's with all hit. Google Play purchases. Uh-huh. Um, you've you can always get a refund very quickly and easily on Google Play. I've done it myself where I've gone, oh, that's just crap. It's a terrible <laughs> app. Uh, and if you do it quick enough, uh, yeah, you can get straight out of it. So yeah. it is, a, you know what, it's it's another simple little thing that Android does that, you know, we don't really get to talk about all those little things, but, you know, yeah. there's a there's a you lot of areas. App Store, can you? No, you can't. you got to you go through a bit of a rigmarole process to do that. So yeah. a lot of little areas where Android ahead, but, you know, a lot of areas where they're way behind too. So uh, it's an interesting little fight and battle. But uh, Optus customers, postpaid, uh, check out uh, the full details at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Yeah, we're pretty active, both of us, on social media. I think, um, yeah, we both we both are we're on Instagram and on Twitter yep. and Facebook, and we're pretty involved. I, I'd I'd probably give you the bit more of a title than me. Like you, you're a bit more active on social media than I am. Okay, I'll take but, that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there was an interesting study though that I wrote about on Tech Guide about uh, the link between. The lack of likes or appreciation for what you post yeah. uh, to loneliness and low self-esteem. Now, I, I found this uh, a rather quirky sort of story. I, I really I, I looked into the information and the research they did, and the University of Queensland have concluded that a lack of likes can result in you feeling a bit left out, a bit lonely, and not not uh, a bit of a lack of self-worth. Have you ever felt that, Trev? If you don't get Enough likes on your Instagram pictures. And you know, post- it's a funny thing, isn't it? And it becomes kind of egotistical in a sense. And, you know, we're all so fortunate that we, uh, we, we do have a lot of followers, certainly on Twitter, for example. Um, you know, it is interesting when, when you get to that point of a lot of engagement and then suddenly nothing and you think, what, what did I do? Is that, was that not good? Was that not right? Yeah. Um, and and you think about that, that then at a, at a, at an everyday level of someone who's just a everyday social media user, it's Mm. very hard. And I've actually had, I had a call from a bloke once who said, um, he, he, he thought Twitter was crap because people don't reply. And I said, well, mate, you can't expect Carl Stefanovic to reply to every tweet he gets, right? Um, He's got a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. And, and, and I said, look, I, I'm not Alan Jones. I don't claim to respond to every piece of correspondence I have. Uh-huh. And one of the reasons for that is because it's actually very hard to manage. Even though I use TweetDeck extensively for, um, for managing that, you, you can miss things very easily. They can, they can be passed by because they're not marked as red. You've got to pay for services that do all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it is interesting, though, and I think a lot of people, and I worry about younger generation who, who are like hungry, um, which is what, I, what I your story is about. That's a great point, you know, because I think that – you know, we're talking about social media here. So this is the very, it's in the very title of it. It's social. It's meant to involve people, interact, help people interact. And I think that a lot of motivation for young people, even even adults as well, a big motivation for them to post things is to see how many likes they can get. Yeah. Like you hear, you hear kids talking, oh, yeah, that, that picture had, that Instagram picture had, you know, 287 likes. So it's a badge of honor for people. So... Obviously, we post stuff, and we, of course, we want to have likes. We want people to like what we're doing, and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, big tick for us. Um, and I can understand, you know, there may be some people who may be laughing at this sort of story where, you know, how can you be lonely if you don't get a like? But you think about how this is sort of social media is used to link people together, sort of, it's a, how people stay in touch. 
And I think that combined with that that other the other phenomena, that fear of missing out in for young, in younger generations, I can understand how someone would feel oh, a little bit left out, a little bit lonely if they don't get that kind of recognition for from their friends. Yeah, so it's very interesting stuff. And uh, if you want to see that um, the the stats and the stuff that Steve was talking about that he mentioned, don't be stingy with the likes. Is the message here? Don't be, don't stingy. be stingy with it's your likes. Sick, Click on a like. It's you a know what? You button. might. I, I mentioned this in my podcast, the Tech Guide podcast, and I said, look. You might make someone's day with a like. You might prevent them having a bad day. Yeah, exactly. Simple thing. I mean, it's funny how it's much easier on Instagram. Just double tap on the photo, give them a like. Absolutely. Well, you can um, do that on Facebook now if, too, on the, if, on, the, on the mobile. If oh, yeah. it brought a smile to your dial, give it a click. I mean, it's simple, yeah, isn't it? It costs you nothing. Two blokes talking tech. Check that story out at techguide.com.au. All right, and everyone just calm down. Okay, we're, we're about... <laughs> <laughs> We're about to talk Call of Duty, um, and this is where Stephen. Gonna just gonna just okay, you need take to a take a breath, breath, mate. You're sitting down. Uh, <laughs> you've got the heater on in the studio, mate. I don't want you to get cold. No, 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 right. heater, mate. Now I'm a massive fan of Kevin Spacey, probably only recently because of um, House of Cards. House of, I think his House his performance there was just unbelievable. Um, not not as much a fan of Call of Duty, just because I suck at it and um, really just don't get the time to play it like Stephen does. So the idea of these two names coming together for a blockbuster is unbelievable. And what I find interesting about Kevin Spacey's appearance in the next Call of Duty is how far gaming has come, A, oh, because yeah. you know for them to get Hollywood actors in means we're, we're at new levels. And then secondly... How far Hollywood actors have come in terms of recognizing that this is, you know, the, the big statement we've heard around this is this is potentially Kevin Spacey's biggest moment, right? House of Cards, popular. Movies, popular. But he's not been in Avatar, the biggest movie of all time, and those kind of things. This could be the highest grossing entertainment release in the first opening weekend when it comes out on yeah. November the 4th. Ever and he could have his name on that. Absolutely right, and uh, yeah, you're right. It does say a lot about the gaming industry now, where titles like this can attract those top line stars. I remember back, back in the '90s, you know, when gaming was starting to catch on, you, you'd you'd see B grade actors. I remember Mark Hamill, you know, the bloke who played Star yeah. Wars. He he sort of tried to revive his career in a couple of video games, and I think there are other actors sort of you know laughing behind their hands at him, thinking, "What what is this bloke doing?" Now look at the situation where Kevin Spacey, now he's not just any, any he's a two-time Academy Award winning actor, this guy. Uh, he's a very talented actor. And for him to commit to a title like this, obviously is a serious commitment for him. And you're right, it, this could potentially be his biggest blockbuster. And I think what it's going to do, I think it's it's Call of Duty fans are going to play it, you know, even if Miley Cyrus was in it, you know, like they don't care. Oh, that's play. a big call. No, they're going to play it. What if it. Bieber but, was in it? The people who are on the fringe... Maybe some people like yourself who might not have played it. Because, I'll, I'll be uh, playing it to see what his role is. Absolutely. It's going to mm. attract a lot of people to think, well, you know, Kevin Spacey's in this. I've got to check it out. I mm. think it's it's genius, a, a masterstroke, this yeah. decision. So tell I'm me. Sure you, Kevin you, Spacey went, I don't think he needed a lot of convincing. Just no, I think no. he would have, they didn't need to twist his arm too much. So, mate, you want to be in possibly the biggest entertainment release of all time which this has got the potential to be. Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare, set in the year 2054. The trailer is amazing, and he's, you're right, his likeness is incredible. And you've got to remember, this has been made for the next-generation consoles. So your PS4, Xbox One, it's going to look incredible. In fact, the trailer that is on YouTube now that Activision released, that is played on an Xbox One 
that trailer was created and played on an Xbox One. So it's not Hollywood special effects. That's actual game, how the game's going to look. It is amazing. And to be honest, this is the first truly blockbuster release that we will see for next gen design for next gen because i remember when the playstation was first announced they they showed a face and they were talking about how the detail could be there this is it this is going to yep. be that first big one so well, there, let me, there is i've got the trailer on tech guide on my story but if you scroll down the story they've got some screenshots yeah have a look at the very last screenshot of, of a close-up of a, one of the soldiers it's unbelievable and mate that looks that's like a, a photo photograph. that's a it's photo. a photo so that's how realistic it's getting. Yeah. Let me ask you one last thing before before we move on quickly because we've got to do minute reviews. Um, the your first reaction. You're a massive fan of this this franchise. Your first reaction on hearing on hearing not not watching the review on hearing that Kevin Spacey was going to feature in the game. I thought fantastic. Yeah, what right. a great decision. I so that kind of thing doesn't look. detract from the concept of the game or anything like no, that. Not at all, mate. No, I think, and he's obviously going to play the character. The character, sort of the the basics of the game is that the sort of the world's been devastated by this global attack, and this private military corporation is going to help rebuild humanity. And Kevin Spacey, I'm assuming, is the head of that corporation, yeah, and man. obviously he'll have he'll have kind of plans of his own to to help sort of build up his own his own persona in the film. So you watch the trailer. It's a, it's a terrific little performance that he gives. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing the whole thing. All right. You can uh, see great screenshots, read all about it, and importantly watch that uh, that trailer, which is only a couple of minutes, 2 minutes uh, 47 by the looks of it. Uh, you can see that all at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. And, mate, we wrap it up each and every week with your minute reviews. And i got to tell you, mate, this first product you want to review is not something I want to leave you on your own about. But I'll say straight up, it's, it's, the, most, it's the nicest tablet I've ever seen, the Sony Xperia Z2. Absolutely right. And, and it's, a, it's incredibly thin. It's only 6.4 millimeters. So it's actually thinner than the previous tablet, the Xperia tablet. World's thinnest and lightest waterproof tablet. And waterproof, I mean, you can sit in your bath with this tablet. I'm not talking a little bit of spray of water on the screen. You could have a shower with this tablet if there's, you're playing a game that you just can't stop playing. So uh, the, the Sony tablet, uh, I think probably one of the better, if not the best Android tablet in the market, probably up there with the, the Galaxy Notes and the, those, those, those tablets as well. This is what I like about it. It brings together the best of Sony, like the tri-luminous display, X-Reality engine. So you've got the same technology on this device as you would find on a Bravia TV. Sony now thing or two about picture quality and producing great colors and clarity that's what they've done with the uh, the xperia z2 uh, and as i mentioned the design is just amazingly thin and light you really can't appreciate how thin it is or how light it is until you hold it in your hand you'll be amazed how thin this device is i did note on my review that the bezels are quite thick around the screen that they could have actually fit in a larger screen it's got a 10.1 inch screen at the moment they could have easily i reckon maybe made that an 11.5 even possibly a 12 inch mm. screen within that space. But I guess that space around the bezel may be used to keep the device thin uh, with all the componentry around it. Uh, plenty of links to good content. If you sign up with Sony services there, you can access movies uh, and music and games and apps. And, and it's also a PlayStation app as well. What I like about it too, you can link your DualShock 3 controller from your PlayStation to 
the tablet and play a console-like experience on the go using that. So a great way that Sony's incorporated these other features from across the company into this device. I think for the for the price, it's a slightly more expensive that you, that, than a normal Android tablet. Uh, but I think if you don't mind paying for quality, I think that's what you get. Durability, you definitely get that because it's waterproof and dustproof. Uh, I think you're getting a decent product there. Starts at 599 for the 16 gig Wi-Fi, all the way up to 749 for the 16 gig Wi-Fi plus 4G. Check it out at techguide.com.au. And wrap it up, mate, with a uh, ViewSonic projector. Yeah, I think if you're in the market for, if you're creating a home theater, if you want to create that big screen experience, I reckon you can't go past a projector. Uh, I'm a big fan of projectors, as you know, in the Tech Guide Theater here. I've got my own little room yes. there where I've got a projector mounted on the ceiling. This ViewSonic device, though, is very competitively priced. Full HD projector, $3,399. Now, this can create an image up to 300 inches. So if, even if you went a 100-inch screen in your theater, you know, try to imagine trying to pay that price for an LED, 100-inch LED TV, you're going to pay tens of thousands of dollars. So I think if you're wanting that big screen experience, it really adds to the cinema feel having a projector. The ViewSonic Pro 8520HD, great value for money. As I said, it's got it can, uh, up to 300-inch uh, image you can beam. It's got a, a special all-glass optical zoom lens, so it helps. Uh, it, it's got a 1.5 times zoom on the lens, so helps you create those larger images up to 40% bigger than a normal projector. Uh, it's also got a, a color technology on board as well, brilliant color technology, so that it p- can create actual quite realistic images, uh, pretty great clarity. So I think it's got 15,000 to 1 contrast ratio, brightness of 5,000 lumens. So you can watch it even with the lights on and if it's during the day, but obviously it works best in the dark. It can be used either as a home theater, projector because it's full HD, or in a conference room. So it's, it's multi-use. It's also got Wi-Fi with an adapter, so you can actually stream content from up to four PCs at the same time. But it's priced at $3,399. Check that out as well at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. All right, that is a wrap for episode 158. We thank you for your support and uh, encourage you to uh, go into whatever app you're using and uh, like and rate and star the thing because uh, it's great to get feedback on the show and that feedback helps other people discover this show and uh, more people means uh, more fun uh, because we get you engaging on Twitter and whatnot. So it's great to have your company, great to have your downloads. And, mate, we'll be back again next week. Absolutely, Trev. Yep, great to be with you again. And, uh, yeah, talk to you then.